Successful Performer Cast Best of Episodes. This is the show that interviews one full-time professional entertainer per week with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. This is the Successful Performer Cast. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Successful Performer Cast. My name is Chris Shepard, I'm your host, and we are currently in the midst of my uh, uh, best of episodes. I'm in the middle of my break here during the holidays, and uh, during this time I'm uh, you know, spending time with family and taking a little bit of a break from putting out regularly scheduled episodes for you guys. Um, but I am running for you guys my six most downloaded episodes, so there are some really good things to be gleaned from these episodes, and I know that personally, myself, whenever I re-listen to something, there are so many things that uh, I pick up from interviews and from podcasts the second time through, and so I certainly hope that will be the same for you guys. And uh, so behind the scenes, you know, as I mentioned, I'm taking a break. Um, it, it does take a lot of hard work to put out these episodes and, uh, um, you know, an estimated probably about four to five hours per episodes. And that may be, you know, a conservative estimate on that. Uh, but I'm also going to be, you know, stepping back and taking a look at things and seeing uh, things that I can make better about my uh, my show and my website and uh, um, try try to figure out better ways that I can be of value to you guys. And uh, so with that said, I do have a survey for you guys to, to take. If you visit SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash survey, that will take you to a Survey Monkey website where uh, I've laid out uh, seven questions for you guys. I believe three of them are just, you know, real quick, multiple choice, and a couple of them are, uh, you know, more of like, uh, I guess essay form questions, but they're, they're relatively short as well. And you can put into it as much time or as little time as you want, but it really is a, a quick survey for you guys. And it's uh, just a way that you guys can help me uh, to know a little bit more of what you're looking for, where you're coming from, and uh, some of the things that you, um, you know, struggle with in your business and stuff as well. Uh, so... I think I've uh, covered everything on that. Visit uh, SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash survey to go take that survey. Also, some of these episodes are pretty old, and uh, that means I was using old equipment. So uh, some of the sound quality might not be up to what you guys are used to hearing in my more recent episodes. So I wanted to also uh, point that out to you guys so you would be... Um, aware of that as well. But the content is there. The content is valuable. You guys are going to get a lot out of them. So, And uh, finally, happy holidays to everybody. I really hope that you guys are able to you know, spend some good time with family and friends and really enjoy this holiday season, despite how fast-paced or how busy we may or may not be. Just take a moment and uh, you know, tell the people that you love that you love them and uh, you know, just have a really good holiday season. So with that said, let's get to these best of episodes and I will see you back in a few weeks. 
my pleasure to welcome to the show a wonderful performer. Joe Diamond is a paranormal magician from Chicago, Illinois. Only in his 20s, Joe has been able to turn his fascination for the paranormal into a full-time career and has an amazing understanding into the workings of the strange and bizarre, often defying the boundaries between what we assume can and cannot be done. He was the youngest first-place winner of the Close-Up Magic Classic, an award given in Colon, Michigan, the magic capital of the world, and he now performs his paranormal magic all over the country for private parties, corporations, and theaters. Four years ago, Joe performed the world's largest mind-reading dem- demonstration, completing a 33-acre cornfield maze while blindfolded, and he finished in less than three hours. In fact, with his public demonstrations, Joe has been able to get more attention from the press lately than a good old-fashioned Hollywood scandal. Magician Jay Sankey says it best, Joe has great skill, a marvelous sense of humor, and more energy than any other four magicians combined. What more could you want? Joe, I am super excited to have you on the Successful Performer Cast as a guest. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me as a guest. I've been listening to the episodes and keeping up, and uh, it's, it's an honor. Thanks for, thanks for asking me to be on. Hey, thanks for that. It's a it's an honor to have you here. So let's uh, start off with a little bit of inspiration. Could you um, tell us your favorite success quote or if you have a particular mantra that you live by? Uh, I have a whole book that's leather bound that I've been putting quotes in for coming up on 10 years. I'm almost I'm almost through it. Yeah. I'm almost through it. Uh, and it's going to be filled and I'll have to start a new one. Uh, but my favorite quote of all time is the first quote in that book. And the quote I actually end uh, some of my stand-up shows with. It's uh, by James Dean. He said, dream like you'll live forever and live like you'll die today. And that gives such a great... It, some people can say, oh, that's kind of a downer. But for me, it's not. It, it, it gives a great sense of urgency. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, what what can you and it also puts me in the here and now. What what can I get done today? Mm-hmm. What can I, you know, five all these five years, ten years plans. And those are all very important and I, I've done them. But for me, it's I've just gotta think, what can I do today? You know, is even if it's as simple as I need to go to the bank and run errands and buy props for my show, even though that show is not till Saturday and it's Monday. You know, I'll, I'll, I won't have to be running around Friday night after my gig or hitting up a 24 hour surplus store or anything like that. I will be, <laughs> I will be done today. And that's, that's something that I really, uh, really strive for. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it, it seems to play, uh, just a, a part in your life, kind of like every day kind of thing, even, yeah. uh, even in why do, why do tomorrow what you could do today? Basically, and and also a quick uh, side note for some magicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my friend Jay Sankey had a great quote on his "Create Your Own Magic" DVD, uh, which was "Imagine Tomorrow Night," and it was his thing for. It, it's mostly for creating an effect, but I've used I've used this a lot with uh, with publicity stunts as well. Which is, how would I do it if I had to do it tomorrow night? Because mm-hmm. it immediately uh, grounds you in practical methods. Your your comfort level, uh, your knowledge base. You you can't go out and buy the. Okay, so I can't. You can't. Ha- you don't have a month to save up for the low sander table, and then bot order it and wait. It's like, what can you do tomorrow night? And that 
that at the very least grounds you. You don't always have to do it tomorrow night, although once or twice I've, I've had to do it next week. Uh, but, uh, when, when an, an initial publicity stunt gets tossed down or turned down by a venue or a producer or something, and you've got to come up with something completely different because the newspaper already said, okay, uh, that's, that's always fun. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you can just stay stay present and and be uh, be aware of your surroundings and uh, where it is you're at, it, it just keeps you grounded and keeps you from going. Well, if if only I had a financer for this illusion show, or uh, if only I had if only I had like an afternoon to sit down and you know drink bourbon and write a new show. You know, no, it's. <laughs> It just keeps you very grounded, and that's been a major thing I live by as well. Yeah, tell us the the short story of how you discovered, uh, you know, magic and entertaining, or how it maybe discovered you. Yeah, I, I like that that idea that magic just discovered me or, or chose me. I used to do lessons with Eugene Berger, and he always talked about being called to be a magician, and I, I think I think that's the absolute truth. Uh, I think pretty much all, all passionate people were in some way called to their, I hate to say industry, but, you know, I think Napoleon Hill was called to, you know, his writings. I think Tilka Carnegie was called to do what he did and, and Henry Ford and everyone else. Uh, for me, I, I was always interested in weird stuff like science fiction and ghost stories and ghostbusters, ghostbusters, uh, the, Time Machine, Back to the Future, and War of the Worlds were like my favorite movies as a kid to give you a, a glimpse into my psyche. And when I got my first magic bro- or magic kit, which was a Marshall Brodeen uh, magic kit, complete with the the stage that unfolds up and you stand behind, uh, I, I think even then I didn't piece it together at that point. But looking back, I realized that magic was sort of a way for me to make this stuff that I was interested in in these books and movies and, and turn them into a reality. I didn't quite figure out how to do that until I was around 17, 18, 19, 20, but it was sort of there and it wasn't until later that I looked back and realized, oh yeah, I can see the I can I can see the big picture now and see where it was all going. Yeah. Uh and uh yeah, I I mean I was I mean I I grew up going to the library t- tons. I would get books on magic, mystery books, Sherlock Holmes, Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, arts and crafts books, even though I was awful at arts and crafts. Uh, it never looked the way in the photo, Chris. It never looked the way it looked in the photo. The glue was sticking out. The glitter was all over. It never looked the right way. But uh, and I was like, ah, this this card trick, though, it looks better than it looks in those photos. So I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you how did you actually transition into performing full time? Could you tell us how that played out for you? Well, I again, my mentor Nino. He had a restaurant. He moved. He moved out of this area a couple of years back. My, my first year of college, so I was eighteen, and he had a restaurant gig. And so when he moved, I I basically took over. I I uh, came in, and and that was my first uh, weekly restaurant gig. And very shortly after that, I had another restaurant gig. Uh, within about two years, I got up to four to five restaurants a, a week. Wow. Uh, which was great. Yeah. 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 And uh, moved into my first apartment in 2008. Uh, and then the recession hit. <laughs> yeah. And, 
and uh, it's it, it was actually I, I many people say I moved I moved out at the worst time, but I think it was the best time because it really taught me how to stay moving and not be like oh I have because that first six months it was like why is everyone complaining about the recession I am booked six months in advance and I realized that six months months in advance was now five months in advance and now four months in, and I wasn't booking anything after that and I was like oh I've got and that's that's where the four restaurants came in basically yeah. because it was able I was able to keep in front of people and uh, uh, keep performing and I actually um, if someone what, what I what I did I know this this might be of some help to uh, some listeners out there but when the recession was really bad I had a a lot of regular clients who called me and said, "Hey, Joe, we we love you, but we just don't have the budget for the what we paid you last year." Mm-hmm. So I actually pieced together because I I, I was going to lose my apartment if I didn't. Uh, I pieced together what I what was basically a name your own price deal, where I had uh, I, I had certain bare minimums. Uh, for driving distance. So basically, if you were over an hour away, it was $100. If you were 30 minutes away, yeah, $50. If you were in 15 minutes from my house, uh, $20. And basically, as I as I told my, my, my clients, this covers my gas so that I break even. And okay. whatever you can put, whatever you can add to that, whether it's nothing or $5 or you know, $20 or $50 or whatever... You, you can add to that whatever you can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that that actually saved me because, yeah, I didn't I didn't get the usual 200 to 400 dollar shows, but I would, you know, I would let's say it was an hour away. I knew I was getting a flat one hundred dollars and I might be coming home with like maybe one ninety five or two hundred. But that that was enough for me to, you know, pay a, pay a comed bill or yeah. And also the other thing too is that I would be able to piggyback onto the a couple of those things and and you know, a couple people, a couple families would have me for two parties or three and and everything else. So it would just it was it, it was just sort of an it kept me it kept me alive. It kept me uh working and it really, really um really, really helped me. And I've actually had a couple students who when they're just breaking in, they've used a similar basically a payment plan i guess you could say and you know just say hey listen this is what i need to break even i need the experience more than i need the money if you want to give me or anything else or you can't or you want to you know after that it's 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 on you and i'd say only like one or two people only paid me the the bare minimum and i know for a fact it was uh because it's what they could and then once the economy got better and everything uh sort of even back out, I was able to start charging my, my usual fees again and start charging more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really interesting. You were actually the, the very first magician that uh, I've heard of implementing a sort of a pay-what-you-want price scale. Mm-hmm. And I've, there, I, I've done a little bit of, uh, of research or, well, you know, read, read a couple of books on it, and it's intrigued me. You know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you've... Uh, uh, other people have done this in the past. Like, I think... Um, uh, I know there have been bands that have put out their albums or their latest release with a pay what you want, and you know people mm-hmm. could get it for free or they could you know it, it was sort of like want. it was sort of like a pre Kickstarter 
uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, it, it will, and it really, uh, again, it, it really worked well for me and it, it really, uh, really helped. The other thing I did is I adapted the, uh, Robert Nielsen or Nelson, sorry, uh, a psychic party plan, which was, you know, you do a mentalism show and maybe do like a 10 minute poem reading for each person after that. And each person pays $15 or 20 or 25, whatever the, the, the rate is that only, yeah. and the host booking the party, uh, pays nothing. It's, she gets a free reading for putting it together. So she gets 10 people. I'm getting $250. I get to do my half hour show. I'm going to do 10 readings, 10 minutes a piece. That's another hour and a half after about like, you know, two or three hours, you know, and, and usually someone would, you know, give me extra or they'd, the host would end up tipping me anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be walking out with what I would have gotten, if I had just charged flat out for a party, I was there a little bit longer, but doing that party, then two people would book me for a party for their friends and their friends and their friends. And that, that also really, uh, really helped me out as, as well as the, uh, as well as the pay what you want uh, mm-hmm. system. Cause work begets work now. Yeah. Well, that was the thing too. I knew I when when I looked at the schedule and I saw nothing, I was like, I yeah. just need to be out working. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's at the coffee shop at Borders. I don't care if I need to, you know, I, I just need to be out there doing something, you know. And I, I, I knew even even if I bombed, even if it was awful, even if I only got $20, it was better than nothing. Now, granted, I wasn't going to drive an hour and a half away from my house for $20. And yeah, that's, true. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys say take there's a philosophy when you first start out to take whatever show you can get. And I, I, I do believe in that when you're starting out, but when there's these guys, when they're, you know, in this 10 years, 15 years, and it's like, really, you did a blue and gold for $75. Really? And it was two hours from your house. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was, that was for when you were starting. You're supposed to grow from that. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to take that as experience and use it to move forward. That's not a a lifetime plan. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one more question about, uh, your, your, uh, experience with the, the pay what you want. Did you have anybody who actually paid your full price or more? When you were doing that, uh, I, I usually, uh, yes, technically, basic, basically, what a lot of what a lot of these people would do is it would be it would be sort of like street performing, and that it would be a pass the hat type scenario. Mm-hmm. So I would normally get, you know, t- you know, two fifty, three hundred, four hundred if they if they pass the hat or, okay. or whatever. Uh, a couple a, a couple of them, but again, like the the thing for me is like let's say. Let's say this uh, corporate. Let's say this corporate of events that's fit that it does a uh, does a banquet fifteen minutes from my house. You know, I normally ch- would charge you know four hundred for an hour and a half of close up work. And and again, this this these aren't my prices now. These are you know back five seven years ago now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if if that's my price, and it's like, well, we we don't have the same budget. If it's a corporation, I would say, well. What is in your budget? And they would say, "Ah, oh, we don't. We've only got two ninety five in our budget." So I figure, okay, that's that's a, about a hundred bucks less than what I would have normally charged. And I would say, okay, yeah. And normally, what they would do is I would get the check, and then they would say, "Hey, we uh, we did a pool, you know, after you performed at each table, so and so went up and said, hey, Joe's working for us for a reduced rate. Do you want to include, uh, want to toss something in for a tip?'" And I ended up getting uh, 150 bucks uh, in cash tips 
So I ended up making $50 more <laughs> than what I would have charged for just a flat rate. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I, I made more because if I would have said, oh, my price is my price and I can't work with you, they wouldn't have been able to book me. That's right. You know? And I, I would have been, I would have been that much, uh, that much out. Uh, and I, I know it goes against a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys' ideas of how booking is and how booking should be. This is what I have had to do to make it work during those tough years. Yeah. Uh, it's not what I do anymore, you know, thank goodness, you know, it's it's gotten better and I've grown and I've been able to implement different areas uh, of uh, my experience into my business and uh but at the same time I know that if it ever happens again, I got through it once, I'll get through it again. Yeah. Yeah. So in just a moment, we're actually going to start talking a little bit about uh, um, your publicity stunts and and, uh, your approach to that. But first, I'd like you to share a moment that you've had where you've, you know, basically fallen on your on your face. You know, I mean, tell us Uh, a moment of failure that you've had that we can all learn from a hell gig story. I love these. Sure. (laughs) There's nothing better than getting around a campfire at two in the morning with a bunch of your performer friends and talking about hell gig stories. I got contacted uh, for an event. They're like, can you donate your time? You're, you know, we don't have a much, but it was just right as that was, that period was sort of ending and I was working more and being, getting the, the prices I wanted. But I had like two new things I was working on that, you know, I didn't have a chance to try out in front of an audience yet. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to, and I said, it was, it was a good distance from my house, like an hour and uh, 15 minutes. So I said, listen, this is a decent amount of uh, uh, driving for me and, and gas. If, if you pay me $50 to cover the gas, you know, we'll, we'll call it even. And the woman was like, okay, yeah, sure. I can, I can do that. And I figured, okay, this will be a chance for me to work in these two new pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was Bill Abbott's The Thing, which is a, uh, a great, uh, great spooky, ghostly little, uh, uh, zombie type of effect, which you can do surrounded. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll do this, this other stuff I'm working on. I'll do this in the middle and it'll, uh, it, it'll go over real well. I'll, I'll, I'll go do this. So I get there and it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it was, I don't want to know if I want to say the name of the event, uh, but basically it was a, it was a rock and roll concert type thing for uh, kids and families with autism. Okay. And I get there and Chris, I have never seen still, still, I, I work, I work, corporate events i work events where they have ice sculptures i've never seen a better catered event i've never seen a better uh, an event with better prize gift baskets and i, I meet my contact woman because the woman who booked me uh didn't uh, uh, uh was running around doing stuff and i was like wow who'd you get to donate all this stuff she's like oh no no we we, we invested and it was like oh <laughs> okay yeah. so 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 first lesson i think is okay always ask if if they say if they say your price is outrageous say well are you is the event being catered because if they say yes then they have a budget mm-hmm. uh, so it was like okay learning experience i go in and the band that's supposed to be on before me goes 25 minutes longer than they're supposed to yeah wow so they finish the woman has my introduction and i'm going to go on after them they finish. I go up. I'm setting my stuff up, and everyone's now talking because the 
the rock band's finished. The woman talks into the microphone. She's saying something. I can't, I'm on stage and I can't even hear what she's saying. And I turn around and I realize she's reading my introduction. <laughs> and you're not done setting and, up yet. And I'm not even done. And the band isn't even off the stage yet. So she, she finishes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over a couple details here. So yeah. just know that I, when I say this, it's worse than what I'm describing because I'm cutting back on some stuff for time here. We could fill the whole hour with just what happened from here right. on out. But she leaves the stage, leaving me by myself up there, you know, with no one's attention, not set up yet. And I was like, well, I'll have to go get her and have her redo the introduction where I'm done setting up. So I just start setting up. And one of the dudes from the band says, oh, man, did she uh, did she give your introduction early? I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll get her to redo it. He completely ignores me and goes, don't worry, don't worry, Mr. Magic, I'll stall. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a moment. What's your name, bro? <laughs> Joe Diamond. Joe Diamond will be performing his magic and illusion. Illusion. And I'm just, and now everyone's watching. <laughs> now it's the opposite. Now it's everyone's looking and I'm still not set up yet. Yeah. So every, now everyone's looking a couple people in the back are still talking. So I was like, okay, just start the show. People realize the show's going on and shut up. Well, that was my first big experience of knowing that that doesn't work. <laughs> and so I go up, I start doing my routine. People are talking, people are drinking. Like only, I've only got about 30% of the room watching and paying attention. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, during all of this, this starts happening. Ka-chunk! 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 The band is now unplugging all their amp cables. Then, the truck is backing in behind the stage. Beep, 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 for them to unload their stuff and for the other band to load on. So throughout the whole room, you're hearing this big echoing. My mic now starts cutting out. I ditch it. I just turn it off. The sound guy now comes up and is trying to work on the mic pack that has clipped to my belt while I'm doing my rope routine, while 70% of the people are talking, it was it was like a like does a magic show still happen if no one's paying attention? It was sort of like one of those thought experiment type things. Yeah, it that's was bizarre. I, I actually off mic, I actually said a few are you freaking kidding me? But but not that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I realized this just isn't going to happen. I'm going through all of this for a show. I'm not even getting paid, paid for. I just jump to the last trick. I do the last trick. I say, thank you so much. I leave. We'll try to, they then stop and say, Joe, can you, can, can you, can you, can you, can you take out a, a name out of this bucket for, for the raffle? Uh, it'll be like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. I was like, what'll be like pulling a rabbit out of a hat? Well, you reaching in at, in the coffee can and pulling out the slip of paper. So the slip of paper and the coffee can are the hat and the rabbit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It'll be, it'll be exactly the same. And what is the prize, Chris? A check for $250. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I just kind of felt like I'm, I'm now going to give away Money I'm not being paid that they told me they didn't have to do this awful. It was I, I'm shocked I left there and didn't yell at anyone. But the right. the woman, 
the woman didn't even watch me. She just came in. She said, oh, how'd it go? And I just said, awesome. They were, they were a great audience. And she gave me, she gave me my $50 cash money and I went home. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, uh, that's phenomenal. That's, uh, that's a pretty bad, a pretty bad gig. <laughs> So uh, on the other side of the spectrum, real quick, just tell us about your favorite success. Oh, favorite success is easily solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded. Uh, I have gotten so much press for that still. Uh, and just sort of word of mouth, the fact that I can say I'm a world record holder for something yeah. like that is – and it was one of those things where – it's it's my it's sort of been downhill from there. All my other publicity stunts, I feel, even though they 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 functioned and they did exactly what they were supposed to do, I still feel like that one is still like the the best. It, it went it went over the best. I got the most amount of coverage. I got a big centerfold page with a giant picture, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that I I now I now have a hook for any blindfold routine I ever add to my show which is the setup is I'm a world record holder for solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded. People ask me, how do you, how did you train for that? And here's how <laughs> now I can go into, I've got about three different blindfold routines I use and, and, uh, um, cycle out for repeat, uh, gigs at different corporations or different or, or, you know, families and stuff like that who, who book me, uh, multiple times, repeat customers. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that that I'd say, I mean, I got I got lots of online news, I got local news, I got on uh, uh I got on the TV, I got on TV, radio, newsprint. Uh it was forwarded around Facebook like crazy. It 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 sold my tickets for the entire October of 2010 and still continues to be a really good uh uh unique selling point for me as well. Wow. Uh because I can I can flat out say a, you know, to, to a client, Hey, I, you're, you're going to talk to some other, uh, performers. That's, that's fine. Just ask them a couple questions. And I always say, get, get publicity or get, uh, um, get video testimonials from previous clients, get this, get that. And, uh, also see if any of them are uh, world record holders or experts in their field. Mm-hmm. Here's mine, <laughs> yeah. by the way. <laughs> so, uh, so it's been a really, it's, it's still, even though it's four years later, still does uh does a lot for me and that that's that's the perfect segue into uh talking about uh publicity so uh, obviously you're, you're doing these stunts to get your name and your face out there in the public could you maybe talk a, a little bit about uh, a little more about some of the benefits that you've enjoyed as a result of your publicity oh oh absolutely well for starters i mean if if you want to I, I think this is true in, in any industry. If your goal is to get famous, you're you're in it for the wrong reasons. If you just want to get famous, get a boob job and get a sex tape. It, it'll be a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're in magic to get, fa- I, I think I think it was Max Maven who said, if if I was in this for the money, I'd be an idiot because there are so many easier ways to make a living. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you you've got to have a passion to to succeed uh, in 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 your industry for, for starters. Uh, it, it does feel good when you see your name in print or you see yourself on TV or people say, Hey, I heard you on the radio or, Oh, I, I saw this YouTube clip or whatever. That that's always great. It feels good, but it's, it's ultimately gotta either sell tickets or, or get you bookings. It's gotta do 
one of those two or or both. Okay, so that that's your end game for it then. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've every time I've done a stunt, it it's it's always to sell tickets to an upcoming show. Okay, I've got coming up. Um, always. always. Is is it uh, usually for like a four wall show or? Uh, it depends. Uh, there's uh. Uh, it's usually my it's it's always been my one man show mm-hmm. well I, I, let me let me take that back because there's a uh there's an interview on my site right now uh with Groupon and that was an interview with me and my co-star uh, David Parr yeah. for the Magic Cabaret a show we do in uh, Chicago on uh, on Wednesday nights uh, and that's two man show that's our project but for my solo projects like my solo show is called Paranormal uh that's what the uh, publicity uh, a stunt for solving the maze was for uh, the the original. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you this about about paranormal too, because it'll it'll be a quick sidestep and we'll come back in. Okay. The reason I did the maze was because I was doing these really, I don't want to say bad, but really very passable. Let's just say passable mini close up show at one of my restaurants because there was some stuff that I wanted to explore. And one of them was called Card Magic Theater where it was going to be limited to 12 people. We sit at a table. I use two decks of cards. It's a close-up pad. It's an elegant close-up show. And at the end, the two cards are the two decks of cards are given away. And yeah. I did that a couple times, and only one show sold all 12 tickets. <laughs> and so it was like, but, you know, it was I was out at the restaurant already, and it was after I was done walking around table to table. So it it was fine. Yeah. So I decided to do this... I did a couple different shows like that. One was called Parlor 13, which is all about superstitions that even fewer people came to. And that's why I came together with Paranormal. It was mostly just a chance for me to come up with new stuff and try it out in the back room of the restaurant that I worked at on Friday nights. And I, through a stroke of luck, got an interview with the local paper. And the first night we did the show, and it was a combination of the paper, the fact that the show was called Paranormal, right at the height of Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. movies and all that. Yeah. Uh, what We had enough space for about f- 15 people uh, in this sort of back room, and we had 40. <laughs> um, I, the owner was mad. We were moving tables. We were moving chairs, and it was all cramped. Yeah. And I'm I'm moving tables five minutes before I got to go up and do my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff's all new material, so I, I messed up a couple things, but it wasn't the the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, I, I got through it. And at the end, I like the the owner even says we were moving a table. They were like, oh, we got to put a we we can't have this many people next time. Like the owner was mad. I was like, oh great man, this this is the last time I'm ever doing one of these shows here and then as i'm leaving he's literally got two stacks of money in front of him that he's dividing up for for the door split i was like so do you want to limit it to just 20 people for next week's show and he's like you don't have to put that much of a limit on it i mean (laughs) money talks (laughs) and then two days later he called me and said we already have 42 tickets sold for next week's show i was like we should add a third one for the next week he said yeah good idea and we sold out all three of those shows wow and that was uh august and september of 2010 okay and people were like you should do this for halloween i was like oh man that'd be great and the owners were even like yeah do it every friday in october i was like okay great and i was like well i was in the paper last time i just got to get in the paper again Mm. (laughs) so i was like but 
they've already interviewed me. I've already been in the paper. I'm going to have to do some sort of publicity stunt in order to get in the paper again. And I, you know what, Chris, you are awesome. The show is awesome. I'm, I'm going to tip something that I, I have not told very many people. I'm not going to tip any sure. methods. I'm not okay. going to tip yeah. any methods. Yeah, totally. Um, and if anyone, uh, if, if anyone wants to sell the stunt as, as solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded, I will come and find you. However, <laughs> the reason I came up with the idea is because I was reading Corinda's 13 Steps to Mentalism. Okay. And one paragraph in the back of the publicity stunt section is uh, a section called Blindfold Drives and Walks. Yeah. And most people just look at that and go, oh, okay, a blindfold drive and continue which is why they never see a little thing Corinda just puts in as a suggestion. Perhaps you could find the center of a garden maze while blindfolded. And I was like, man, that'd be great if you could find a, if only there was a garden maze. And I was like, Richardson farm has the world's largest corn maze and they are two miles down the road. <laughs> I called them. I read this from, from reading this mm-hmm. to calling them was literally five minutes. Yeah. It, it was After, a light bulb moment. Yes. And the, and I, they were like, at first I was like, this is a minor lesson in and of itself. Cause I was like, okay, don't let them think you're crazy. Just say you have a promotional opportunity. Left a message, never heard back from them. Two days later, I called them back again, said, Hey, I'm Joe Diamond. And I just said, I want to solve your maze blindfolded. What? <laughs> Can you come in for a meeting? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I came in as luck would have it a local radio dj was also there that same day i came by uh i pitched them the maze idea they realized this wasn't going to cost them any money (laughs) it wasn't Mm going to do any so it was like okay fine i then called the same reporter who covered me the week before and uh, october 1st she showed up and uh we did the stunt so there was the, the that initial idea now, no one's ever done it, as far as I know. Um, you know, the only place that has the the large corn maze is in is in uh, you know here in uh, Spring Grove, Illinois, and so I'm not too worried about anyone else trying, you know, a- attempting it. Yeah. But the other thing is, is after all this, I get the meeting. I call my friend. I call David up, and I was like, "Hey, David, I- I'm gonna do it." They gave they gave me the permission. He's like, "Okay, great. How are you going to do it?" And I just went. No idea. <laughs> and eventually, through a lot of uh, a lot of memory and again a lot of reading, uh, 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 thirteen steps because we knew I was going to be searched for electronics, so I wouldn't be able to do any GPS stuff or anything like that, or use any secret helpers. But it, uh, but but yeah, I just used basic, simple, classic methods, and uh, not only not only that, but. I also, whether I was blindfolded or not, I still hold the record for getting through that maze the fastest. Uh, wow. Everyone else who tries to get through, gets through that maze gets through it in three and a half to uh, four and a half hours. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, my two hours and 50 minutes uh, uh, record still uh, still stands. Wow. So It I'm, takes people I'm half good. a work day to get through it. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. basically. And it it was one of those things. And it's like all you need is is a little just a, a a little angle i mean i saw I, I think it was eric diddleman he did a blindfold a uh, big wheel drive through like a human uh uh 
uh, obstacle course. It, it, do, it doesn't take much to just put a, a new angle on something. Right. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to solve a corn maze blindfolded. You can, uh, what, what one idea, which I almost had, I almost was able to do this, but it fell through at the last minute. I almost had access to a hearse and I was like, I'm going to do a blindfold drive in a hearse for Halloween. <laughs> and it fell through. So if, if, if someone out there wants to try their hand at publicity stunts, drive a hearse. Don't, yeah. don't solve don't, don't solve the world's largest corn maze. First of all, Spring Grove, Illinois, very boring town. Like literally that maze is the only thing they got going for it. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but any, but I mean, I think anything, the other thing I wanted to do when th- we've had crazy winters here in the Midwest, uh, it would just be way too much to set up, but I thought it'd be cool to have uh, a snow obstacle course uh, driven th- or made in like a, uh, uh, a, a large parking lot. And then I have to drive up, a four wheeler or, or a car through it and not get stuck in the snow or something like that. It doesn't take much to, to put different angles on, on different things. Another stunt I did, which I think I'm, I, again, I won't give away the method, but I know everyone out there knows, uh, how to stop their, uh, their pulse. Yeah. I sold it as stopping my heart for, uh, for five minutes, uh, for Halloween. And, and I got a whole, uh, a whole page story, uh, written up on that. Wow. Uh, so you don't, you don't need to, <laughs> there's, there's something, I mean, that's, you tell someone you're going to basically die for five minutes. You'll, you'll get some press. So yeah, basically <laughs> just do I, something remarkable. Yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. And, and the big thing I've learned with publicity stunts is the fact that you are a magician is not enough. Okay. Whether for stopping your heart, for example, it doesn't matter if I'm a wrestler, a health nut, one of these, you know, magnetic armband salesmen, mm-hmm. a magician, a mind reader, uh, you know, what, 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 it doesn't matter who I am. Stop, stopping my heart is, is compelling. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a compelling story, whether I am a magician or not. Uh, uh, driving a car blindfolded, that's why it's a, a great stunt. It's because it's compelling whether you are a magician or not. And that's the other thing too. I mean, with all this, I'm shocked no one has capitalized on this texting while driving makes it seem like you're driving a car blind. I'm shocked no one has jumped on that. It's like there's all these things out there that you can uh you can do. I mean, you don't have to predict the headline. You can pre- predict the Super Bowl, you know. You can do uh, on the radio once I I, I predicted the uh the Emmys. It was just a standard prediction effect and oh no, it was the, the Oscars. Sorry. I, I predicted the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, I was able to get on the get on the radio uh, for that as well. Uh you you don't need you you don't need the you don't need the newest prediction chest. You don't need the newest, you know, electronic gizmo or anything you, you just need a, you need a lot of guts absolutely uh and that'll bring me back to my um my uh my, my bi- the big secret for publicity stunts and i'll be honest uh we might we can maybe go into them but i, I think you got some more questions for me so i'll just say this yeah totally the, the, the reason the biggest secret about publicity stunts is someone failing to solve the world's largest corn maze blindfolded, mm-hmm. someone's heart does not stop, is not news. Yeah. They're not going to print it. The worst case scenario is that you've wasted this reporter's time. You might, you might not get, get back from them. But worst case scenario, I actually, I actually had one stunt where it completely fell apart and 
luckily no newspaper people showed up because it was, you know, they were supposed to, but something else came up and they, they didn't. And the situations of me being able to do the stunt had changed and I wasn't going to be able to do it. And it was like, Oh, worst case. And I already had one pre-interview that had already ran in the paper the, the week before because of it. So, and just based on that one interview, I still sold tickets and, didn't have to didn't have to even do the stunt so wow. so it uh so it all depends now it's different if you're gonna do something on live tv or radio or something like that that that's a whole other whole other ball game but um but i mean the 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 biggest worry about some of these things is well what if i fail well no one will know <laughs> this one yeah. person will know and guess what there's a lot of re- there's a lot of reporters if it fails and you don't email that reporter again email a new one the next time you have a new stunt you know right right <laughs> something like that and you know just a, a great book which uh really inspired uh, me a lot with this kind of stuff and it's hard to get unfortunately so i'm not gonna list as a super recommendation, but if you can ever get a chance to read it, it's the Shields effect by Tony Shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically talks about, you know, Uri Geller and psychic superstars and how they've gotten publicity in the past. And this guy, this guy just had no fear. He, he raised the Loch Ness monster. He did a whole thing where he talked about his daughter being, uh, the head witch of a coven and, you know, had these photos taken of their rituals and they, they did these ritual weird rituals to raise the Loch Ness monster and all this other weird stuff he did. And it's like, this dude had no fear. He had no, he had guts. You know, mm-hmm. He just went out and did it. And, you know, you've, you've got to have that, uh, what do you call it? Confidence or stupidity to just, uh, to just make that leap. Yeah. So what, once you, you have, uh, something, you know, ready to go stunt wise, what is your next step? How do you, how do you get the word out? Uh, smoke signals I have found have been <laughs> really, uh, really helpful. Uh, no, no. Um, you know, I, I don't envy, I don't envy the guys who had to sit down and type out press release after press release and cop best, best case scenario, copy them and then pay pay for the postage, pay for the paper, pay for the stamps, send them out and do that, you know, email. I, I, I looked up, how do you write a press release mm-hmm. on, on Google? I, I followed its instructions. I wrote the press release, uh, and, and, and sent it out to as many news outlets as possible. You've got to be willing. Now I'll tell you this much too, with the, with the, with the uh, corn with the corn maze publicity stunt, uh, because of that, I within a month's time I was on the local news on TV uh, uh-huh. where I uh, read an anchor's mind. I did a version of uh, Ashes on Arm, mm-hmm. uh, which is on YouTube. If anyone wants to check that out, uh, I was on uh, the local radio, uh, which turned into me being a regular guest and eventually me having uh, my own show on their AM station now. Uh, and I was in the in the newspaper, and every magician in the area, yes, it, I, I I could not go to Magic Club meetings for a while because every time i went i would get the stink eye uh because <laughs> it was like well you know but but the worst but the best part was is none of them could could explain how i was doing it none of them could be like oh well he's just doing this he's just doing, oh, okay well how, how's he do it well i don't know <laughs> so that was the one saving grace with that but yeah. um and it looked like i was very successful well chris i'm here to tell you i sent out press releases to over 500 emails okay get those three 
Now you can do the math and figure out what that success rate is per- percentage wise. Yeah. You, you, it's very low. It is very, yeah. very, very low. And I had to, and I had to send him out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, wait a day, Thursday, then send it out the next week, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and just, you know, keep sending them out. Were you sending them, uh, all to different people, or were you sending them yeah, yeah, to different, people different, again and uh, again too? Uh, yeah, always, always the same, uh, always the same uh, uh, emails. I mean, the great thing is you can make a list and you know just uh, blind carbon copy and, and yeah. send it out. Uh, and you know, click on click on your local newspaper, click on submit news. Uh, at the very least, you'll get your show listed in the newspaper. And then you know, if you have another article that'll if like they had a, a top ten things to do in the area this weekend uh, right. when I was first started and i was always ranked uh in the top three uh because i always i always had some sort of stunt in the paper earlier so i was on their radar uh already uh paul daniel said a great thing in his em emc talk where it's like people complain i'm not in the paper i'm not on tv and he just says have you let them know yeah have you let them now again the fact that you do card tricks at a bar or balloon animals at Denny's again is not news. You're gonna have to figure something out. You're gonna have to read. You're gonna have to read a lot of books and, and do a lot of trial and error. And that's the thing. Every time, if if you don't hear anything back, try again. And and for all those previous shows, by the way, that I mentioned that no one came to, that I never got any write ups for. I sent out press releases for those as well. And you know, it was a good year and a half of me sending those out with no. A success until you know it was like oh a paranormal magic show that sounds kind of interesting like that that was the thing that hit so if it's not working you know try something else yeah. send something else out and, and you know just keep uh and, and the great thing is is that you it doesn't cost you any money it doesn't cost you any money to fail you can you can change you can change the headline you can change this you can change that and just you know keep keep trying different tactics until so it works, and also as as much as I I'm happy with the kind of stunts I've I've done and how they're a lot of them are unique and and different from the around the mill blindfold driver headline predictions. Mm-hmm. Those those are not broken. Those are not broken. You can do those, and you can or finding an object in a you know in a town or in a in a building or something. Those classic publicity stunts are not broken. I have used them. I have done them. And they've done really well for me. And if someone is looking to get into this kind of stuff, I'd recommend starting with a basic one and, and just try to get some news for that. Okay. And then once once you've done that, you'll you'll figure out. Well, there's that there's that there's that weird street in town. Maybe I could drive down that blindfold if you can localize it or use someone. Uh, uh, you know, local celebrity or something along those lines, even better. Like again, that corn maze, everyone knows that corn maze. Everyone's gotten lost in that corn maze. Even if it's not that specific corn maze, people can, people can relate to it. Uh, one other thing I'll say uh, in regards to this is um, you got to figure out what the image is. Now this, I, I, I'm all about images and I'm, I'm really, I'm really focusing on, I'm, I'm updating my site hopefully for, uh, for 2015. I'm making small changes here and there, but my big thing is what are some compelling images and the photo? And it's, it's on my site. If you click in the news and on, on the, on the homepage, my, uh, uh, what 
website and you go to the bottom, you'll see the photo that ran in the paper. It's me blindfolded in the stupid classic head to the temple mentalism pose, but the corn maze is behind me and it's the big entrance sign above me that says get lost here. Yeah. That, that says everything. That's the story. One guy, one little guy, big maze. Oh yeah. He's blindfolded. You know, even the, the heart stopping, um, is uh you know that the image of a heart stopping is a great image in the people's minds even though that's not going to be the the photo uh when i found a, a ticket hidden inside an old uh an old theater uh the photo that they used was me uh reaching up into the lost and found box to see if it was in there uh when i found a a coin hidden in a graveyard i they, they the photo that they ran was the graveyard behind me with the woman uh putting the tape and coins and everything on my face they were compelling images and okay. uh this next segue of that is make sure you and your friend is that you or your friend is there to uh both take photos and video everyone's got an iphone now the, the photo of me with in front of the corn maze was taken on my dad's crappy digital camera before i had an iphone mm-hmm. um and it looks great it looks really good it's high res it looks wonderful and that photo has done a, a lot of a lot of good for me a lot of these other photos were just taken with a uh, were just taken with a, with an iPhone uh, because the other thing is the the newspaper won't always be able to send a photographer i've had a couple times where they did send a photographer and the photographer took a few pictures and the pictures they picked were boring so they were they were not the best photos. Yeah. So take your uh, own pictures. So if you, yeah, you just have more, more control with that uh, with that kind of stuff, and they don't have to be. The great thing is, is that you know you, they don't need to be super uh, super high quality. You can just take the picture with your iPhone. You know, even if you do a few posing pictures of you behind the steering wheel, blindfolded or something like that. They don't have to be the greatest ones ever. They, they're going to, most people are going to be looking at the photos on their iPhones anyway, when they're reading about the news site. And uh, that, 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 that's one final thing. I'm sorry. I keep going on a couple different tangents here, but <laughs> the big thing is everyone's like, well, newspapers dead, newspapers dead, newspapers dead. Guess what was all over Facebook the entire week, the entire month of October of 2010. It was you. This guy I, I've seen solve the world's largest corn maze blindfold in. What were they doing? They were sharing the article. Mm-hmm. People wow. share news articles now. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was, uh, you know, it was ran on iTricks. It was ran on a couple local, uh, uh, local news sites and everything. Or, yeah. yeah. And so it, it just did really well for me. So when you... So a lot of people who are like, oh, print is dead, radio. If you want to know who's really on top of social media, it's radio stations. They are so on it. They will take a video of you in studio. They'll take photos, and they'll put it on their Facebook pages and their blogs. And you will be, if you do the, if you do that properly, you will be, you know, on topic for the next week or month if you've, uh, if you've done your job correctly. So all these, quote, unquote, dead media mediums have been really, uh, really helpful for me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing so much insight on on uh, this whole publicity thing. The best thing about it is that you don't have to commit. If it doesn't work, it's not like you bought, well, I got to do this this spelling show because I mm. bought 2,000 postcards and I got the banners made and yeah. this and that. It costs, it costs you nothing but time. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and, that, and that's, that's the final thing. I invest, I invest money, not 
I invest time, not money on stunts because you don't want to invest money in that $2,000 prop or item and have no newspaper people show up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that you, you want to be able to do something that is, and, and also one, one other thing too, I'll say because a couple guys were injured doing some of the smash and stab stuff. And one guy was uh, injured uh, in an escape behind a car recently. Mm. If you're gonna do something like a blindfold drive, be safe, guys. <laughs> like, don't yeah. don't be stupid. Uh, you don't have to do something dangerous. A you know, you know, as we all know, you know, blindfold drives they they are for the most part safe. But don't be be careful. Close off the street if you're gonna do something like that. Yeah. If you're if you're gonna, you know, don't don't just go. 60 down a neighborhood where there's children playing or something like that think of everything that can go wrong yes yes you gotta be safe yeah don't don't just don't just buy don't just buy a mailbag online and then jump in a river with it or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) do the proper research do the proper training um Again, I mean, the we all know, for example, the, the pull stop uh, is a classic effect, sure. it's safe, but people were very nervous and they're like, oh my gosh, is that dangerous? Is this okay? Is this healthy? On and on and on. I didn't have to put myself in any real risk in order to get that publicity. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> it's not the days of Houdini anymore. We don't need to do, we don't need to put ourselves or anyone else in danger in order. Cause then, cause then you'll get, be getting publicity before the wrong reasons. Exactly. You don't want to be that guy who slammed a woman's hand down on during a smash and stab. That's right. Uh, do it, do it safely. It's it, it, to do something dangerous is not being smart. That's fake drama. It takes real smarts to come up with real drama that doesn't put you or anyone else in danger. Perfect. Perfect. So here, here we are at the end of the show here. Um, I'd, I'd like you to do just a couple of things for me. And okay. uh, the, the first thing is to recommend a resource that you always use to our listeners. And this could be anything from an iPhone app to uh, you know, good old paper and pencil. Yeah, I always got a paper and pen nearby. I always take notes on uh, on on my uh, on my iPhone. Right. A great resource that not enough guys use, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tip this real quick, is use your camera phone to get video of your show and video testimonials. Mm. It doesn't take much to say to a host, "Hey, do you mind if we film this next trick?" And handing them your phone, hit record yourself because I've had a couple people hit it or hit it twice or something. You can cut out the weird funky thing at the beginning with yeah. you know iMovie on your phone or your iPad later. Hand it to them if it if it comes out you know and it's, it's too dark or you don't see it or whatever. Don't use it. <laughs> you just do it at the next show. Uh, if I have because I've done this, I have gotten great reactions that i'm then able to take stills from and use for uh for money shot photos mm-hmm. uh both in social media and also on my website uh and uh, that that's always that's always great the helpful and people are used to uh used to phones they freeze up in front of cameras still but if it's a camera phone they're a lot more uh, open and that's the next thing with uh video testimonials that's, that's if a, a show point if a show goes remotely well, I try. I used to bring my camera to every gig, and I would try and get video testimonials, and they were always stiff mm-hmm. and never uh, weren't relaxed. And then once I was just like, oh, I just got the camera phone. I'm like, Do you mind just give me a, a quick video testimonial? And the guy's name is Jay Cash. If you go on my YouTube page or my website, you'll you'll see him on there. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one iPhone video testimonial I ever got. It was the it's still probably the best one I've ever gotten. Huh. Uh, it was it was great. He he was 
He kept it quick and short and punchy. Just tell the people, hey, if you, do you mind giving me a quick 10 to 20 second video testimony? Sometimes it'll go longer. Sometimes it'll be a minute. Sometimes it'll be 30 seconds. Sometimes it will be 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but those, because again, if there's one thing your competition will not have, it's that. Yeah, they'll have a couple letters of reference. Yeah, they'll have a couple written quotes. But when you are booking a wedding shower... And you've got a video testimonial from the happy couple and the mother who booked you saying this was awesome. It was great. They relate to those people. That's what they're ultimately buying. They're not buying your mind reading tricks. They're not buying your, you know, your ghost stories. You're not, they're not buying your card tricks. They're, they're buying the experience. They're buying the best party ever. And when people are, responding that way and they can see people they can relate to doing that in a real way don't worry about the video quality or anything like that it'll be fine they yeah. understand it's on an iphone now that's that's the one and the quality of the iphones are getting better and better and i don't see enough uh enough people who use that and i've had a couple friends of mine who have started doing that and taking video testimonials after uh, after shows and it's done wonders for them in their business so i so again you don't have to go out and, and that's not an app you have to go out and buy it's on everyone's phone now yeah you, basically your camera phone and a, a yeah. quick tip that i'd like to interject here after talking with uh lou serrano who is one of my past interviews here he's suggesting instead of using the word testimonial with people ask them for a review interesting oh yeah. that's very that's because nice. wh- wh- whenever you look online, you're not looking for testimonials on a movie you're going to go see or or, or a product gotcha. you're going to buy. You're looking for reviews. Gotcha. So just a, a quick little interjection there. Now, uh, I'd like you to do one more thing here. I'd like you to recommend two books, one performance-specific book and one outside of the performance realm, like a, a business or self-development book. Uh, there's a there's a great book. Hang on. I can't oh, – it's – probably still i i moved recently so uh. it uh i can't find i hope i didn't i hope it wasn't in that box i i took to the library it shouldn't have been uh, i gotta look up the author's name real quick um okay well, I'll, I'll, uh, oh uh, here we out. go okay no i got it it's uh okay uh a book i can recommend uh that's that's marketing specific i'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend two real quick mm-hmm. uh one is buzz marketing by mark hughes uh, he actually talks about uh, a semi-professional or an amateur magician uh, who's a professional chiropractor in the book. And he talks about uh, – I've, I've taken so much out of that book. It's just how to get people – it's basically all about word-of-mouth advertising. And that's what most of us magicians are, are reliant on, at least for me. 99.9% of my clients uh, aren't from – they're not Google AdWords. They're not people who are just looking for a magician. When people are contacting – me to book me they're looking for joe diamond yeah they want me they don't want a mentalist they don't want a magician they want me and they can only get me and that's that's really been developed for me through buzz marketing so uh so that's a great book uh the other one i don't know if it's still in print or not i don't know how gettable it is i'm trying to look for it another one is uh jeffrey gittimer's little red book of selling uh Really, uh, really great book. And one other side thing, because he, he recommends this book in Little Red Book of Selling, so I'll save you some time. Mm-hmm. Also, Thinker, Thinker Toys by Michael McCalco. I had him on my radio show. Uh, he's really great. Thinker Toys is wonderful. It's all about creativity. So if you oh, I can't come up with an idea, I can't come up, buy that book and then start coming up with ideas. So sorry, that was that was 
three. <laughs> no uh, worries, man. Performance, uh, performance related, uh, magic by design by John Carney. Okay. Uh, he basically says what, uh, a lot of guys swear by strong magic and I like strong magic. It was one of the first big theory books I've read, but John Carney says it in much shorter of a time and less words. And it's, it's great and wonderful and really, uh, uh, really worthwhile. And, and again, if you are looking into a shields effect or, or, or into a publicity stunts, the shields effect is hard to find, but it's worth every penny if you can get your hands on it. Uh, it's it's really cool. I think his his ideas still hold up, and then it, it shows because I've used those ideas for uh, my own publicity stunts. So, yeah. uh, so if you're interested in that specifically, I, I recommend uh, going out and checking that out. Aside from that, any classic book you can get your hands on. There's nothing better than someone saying, "Wow." that's amazing i have no idea how that's done and one of your magic buddies go where did you learn that theory 11 illusionist and you go no it's in practical mental effects i have that book on my shelf yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) or the jinx it's always in the jinx jinx, right the jinx (laughs) well why'd you have to give that up oh come on man we all know about the jinx we just don't read it (laughs) the jinx oh i i try to i try to page through it okay actually real quick my friend Earl and I every uh every couple months will do basically magic book club where we each have to page through the jinx pick something practice it and perform it for one another next time we uh, next time we hang out and that's we've discovered so much great stuff in the jinx oh yeah. my gosh he actually has a really good uh, rant in one of uh Animan has a great rant in one issue. I don't know which one it's in, where it's basically this big, long, convoluted idea he has for a publicity stunt. And by the end, you realize it's all a joke, but it's it's amazing. If, uh, if, if there's a little treasure hunt for those of you out there who have the jinx, go go check that out. <laughs> to try and find that. And by the way, something I've been getting a lot of uh, of interesting material out of. It's not the jinx, but it's uh, another publication that was called the Phoenix. Yeah, I need to get really the Phoenix. Good. I've got I've got the Jinx, I've got the new Jinx, I've got the complete invocation. Uh oh man, I got way too many books. Um, let, let, let me tell you something real quick. If you uh go to uh uh I think it's a houdini.com, but the Houdini Magic Store is out in Vegas. They actually mm-hmm. have a digital version of all of the Phoenix publications that you can buy for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be going there when we're done. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link to that, and I'll, I'll also include a link uh, to that as well as the resources that uh, you mentioned on the show notes for that page or for, for this for this interview. That'll be at successfulperformercast.com/slash/joe diamond. Awesome. All right. So uh, one more thing, just uh, go ahead and tell us where we can find you online. Plug your services and uh, uh, any products you might have. Uh, I don't have any products yet. I'm working on a book on my on my close up magic. Mm-hmm. It's been published uh, by uh, it's material that's already been published and talk about tricks by Joshua J. Uh, and a couple other things as well. So I know it's they're mostly written up. I just gotta get them into a cohesive book and get it edited and get cool. the photos taken. So I'm working on that. Uh, I'm always posting stuff uh, on YouTube and. Instagram and it's a uh, diamond cut magic for both of those. Uh, uh, YouTube.com slash. Oh, here's a quick tip user slash diamond cut magic. Uh, if you do a YouTube, uh, if you have a YouTube channel, always when you're going to include a, a link for people to click on, include that user because that goes towards your Google listings. So include that user in the middle. So if you're going to click on mine, pass it on and uh, 
and then <laughs> click on that if you're going to use that as your portal into that. So uh, it'd it, be youtube.com slash user slash diamond cut magic? Yep, absolutely. Got absolutely. It. Or or whatever anyone's uh, uh, YouTube YouTube channel is as well. Uh, and Instagram's the same, uh, diamond cut magic. I've actually, I've, I've actually uh, consulted on a couple... Um, for a couple people for uh, for publicity stunts over Skype uh, in different areas, I, I don't do it with anyone in the uh, Chicago land area for obvious reasons because sure. it's my it's my turf. It's my turf. <laughs> uh, but um, I've I've talked uh, with publicity stunts with a couple people over Skype and and have done some uh, consultation sessions uh, with them. So if you're you're interested in doing something like that, they're highly affordable. Um, I just mostly it's mostly for the time and uh, again the uh, internet connection and so forth uh, for for breaking even for yeah. for that. But uh, but if if anyone's interested in that, they can just shoot me an email at uh, publicity at di- or sorry publicity at paranormalmagician.com and that's my website as well paranormalmagician.com awesome wow joe you've shared all kinds of great information that our listeners can use to help grow their performance business yeah so and and, and also too if anyone just uh, just uh, takes anything from this and uh, uses it and is able to implement it still shoot me an email at that same email i'd love to hear from you even if it's not to get a uh, consultation if it's just to say hey i took your advice and I, here's what i did i'd love to hear about it yeah well thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your experience have a wonderful evening you have a great evening Chris. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to visit SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash survey to take that survey and to you know give me feedback on what you guys think of the show and ways that I can improve and uh, better ways to serve you as well. But most importantly, have a wonderful holiday uh, season with you and your family and your friends. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. <laughs>